0: I'm Ryan, the other guy's Jordan, and this is Two Angles on Angling.
1: To another episode of two angles on angling this is jordan with my co-host
0: it's ryan guys what's up
1: <clears throat> we're coming at you both having fished and i'm happy to say that yep uh even together even together yes so real quick before we dive into any of the fishing i do want to mention the land and the air uh we we're talking about birds before we started recording and I've picked up a few different ones on hikes and everything, and Zor, and Art Park. Uh, what was the name of the the one that we were talking about? The, the
0: Eastern Wood Peewee? Yeah,
1: that was the uh, latest one that I, I had picked up, and that was cool. And down uh, while we are on the hike as well, it was just uh, the the mass amount of birds and everything that you were coming across compared to like what's even just in our neighborhood now was very neat. Uh, and this weekend I was actually just down uh, visiting my mom and PA and I saw five blue jays at once, like in this like little, just little burst going across the sky. And I was like, that's sweet. Like, I don't, I don't generally see that in the, in the neighborhood, like around here, mm. It's you, you know, one, two at a time. Uh, so that was pretty cool as well. And right now we are recording and it is Sunday at 639 and it is already, the sun's starting to, starting to creep down. So things are, things are changing, changing there as well. The deer activity has gotten uh, exponentially higher. I've been seeing a lot more deer in my, in the neighborhood around here and uh, Pennsylvania. There is a lot and even on the drive, uh, a lot of, a lot of deer so
0: everything's... Think, one, one other thing on the birds though dude that the yeah, uh, for sure. I think like the majority of the bug eaters like the the were the, like the the warblers the fly catchers you know like the the creatures that like the vireos those birds that their whole their main thing is eating bugs um and we get a lot of them uh but the majority, like, the barn swallows, mm-hmm. the uh, the chimney swifts, the um, purple martins, like, there's still a handful of those around, but there's not a lot. Like, even, like, out on the water side of things, like, the, Cas- the- there's still some Caspian terns around, but, like, a lot of the common terns are gone. Mm-hmm. Like, the cormorants are getting into, like, huger, like, bigger and bigger and bigger flocks. Like they Like, this time of year, when they're getting ready to migrate south... I mean, some always stay through the winter, but the overwhelming majority go south. And when they get ready to go south, they fly in, in massive flocks, like flocks of hundreds and hundreds of birds. I remember when we fished <clears throat> together around this
1: time last year, we came yeah. across that. Yeah, that was that was cool.
0: Yeah, so I, I think, like, there's still plenty of jays around because they're good omnivores. They're smart. They, mm-hmm. They're here year-round. You know, all the woodpeckers are pretty much here year-round. Um, like, all those are the year round birds are starting to become more and more apparent because mm-hmm. there's less and less of the migratories. Yeah. For um, sure. So, and then yeah, the bugs I, I think are, are still, still super loud. You know, mm-hmm. the, the crickets, the dids sure. and the, the cicadas are all like almost deafening at night. So
1: yeah. we've, been, we've been getting some cooler temps at night, but nothing, nothing too consistently cool yet. Yeah. So
0: we're, we're, we're back into the, you know, close to 90s this for yeah. the next couple of days. So. Yeah.
1: So, hey, it's uh, we're seeing all the positive signs of the greatness to come with fall. So, yep, it's exciting. But yeah, getting to the water side of things, uh, I fished Monday with my buddy Joe on Lake Erie, and that had been my first time out there since June, early June, I believe. So we went out on his boat, so I didn't have, you know, my my normal map or anything, but I. Generally knew where I kind of wanted to, to get started. And he's been out there a lot lately, so we were kind of just going back and forth on, like, the general areas. Found a spot and started drifting, and we caught fish. Uh, pretty quickly, it was nothing nothing, nothing crazy. The biggest fish of the day, actually, was it the first fish? First fish, I think, was the biggest, and it was, like, just shy of five. Uh, and then we caught a few dinks, but then the bite went went kind of, Kind of stale for us, so we moved around, tried a few different spots, drifted them uh nothing, and then we got onto to another bite towards the end of the day as well. We only fished for five hours or so uh just my my observation the little bit that I was out there. it seemed like it was uh sporadic little clusters we were, we were running into it didn't. Depth wise as well, it seemed like we were catching them in like nineteen as well as into like thirty eight and everything in between. So I don't know. I didn't. We weren't out long enough and uh, didn't spend a whole a uh, lot of time to figure it out more. But we ended up catching seven or eight. So I was happy with that. Uh, two two drum as well. So thrown into the mix. So overall, good day. Felt good to get back out there and uh, dial somewhat dial in the bite again. And then Tuesday, you and I went out on the river and that was uh we did quite a bit of exploring and that was a fun day. Yep. We we got into some nice smallmouth <clears throat> pretty early on and then they kind of averaged out in size for the for the rest of the day there, but uh overall that was a pretty good pretty good day. Drop drop shots of course always Always, yeah, always to catch them. Uh, that was the same thing on ear. The jig, for me. the hair jig. Yeah. And the hair jig, the hair, the hair jig, jig as was well.
0: Definitely the, the bait there for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I put in a bunch of time too, man. And I'm just trying to think of a way to, so I haven't noticed anything new. And like, like what you said, I've caught, caught fish and did like really well on numbers all week and size, like not a, not a ton of giants. I think we broke five, a handful of times. Like it wasn't, but lots of the mid to upper fours fish and just the num crazy good numbers. Um, but the general trend is like you said, man, I, mean, I caught fish everywhere from, I didn't target anywhere deeper than like 31. Um, It's like about as deep as I'll go for a while, but it's, I mean, I caught fish in in the teens and fish in the upper thirties, but definitely in that 20 that you could just knew if you were in like 20 to 25 feet, you were going to find real consistent numbers of them. And I'm good, man. And so I, uh, pretty much just worked rock piles and structure. However, there were a couple days that I drifted long just to see, like, in certain zones that I've been combing lately. Like, I, I kept extending the comb throughout the week and drifting out in the sand and gravel stuff. And uh, I caught a handful out there, not a lot. Um, but it's got me wondering, like, okay, well, what if I just spent more time doing it? The problem with doing that sand stuff is that those fish are in deep water, man. You know, and when it's hot like this, I just yeah. don't like to, to fight fish that deep. Um, but it makes me wonder, like, I think there's, there's uh, as, as I've seen and spent a lot of time bass fishing this uh, throughout the summer, um, I think that... Some fish just don't move that far, don't move that much. Mm -hmm. And I think others just cruise around in groups. I think some are territorial and they just, they don't budge and others just cruise. But even the ones that cruise don't cruise real far. They have a range. I don't know what it is, man. It's probably like maybe 10 miles at, you know, like if I like, and that, that's being real crazy. I, it's, it's probably like five. Um, because if you think like even the fish that spawn in the tributaries, like they're mm-hmm. not moving that far, you know, like the, the, the fish that are going up 18 mile probably live on, like some of them live near Myers reef, you know, like the ones that yeah. are going up, uh, sure, yeah. The ones that are going up the cat, you know, same thing. Like the mm-hmm. like, uh, Big Sisters Creek, th- those probably are like Evans Bar fish. Like, I don't know all the different yeah. smallmouth spots all the way down, but I, I'm just willing to bet that the majority of those fish aren't moving any further than five miles. And I wouldn't be surprised if you told me that uh, it was only three, you know. But if, cause we, we just don't know. You know, as we don't know, like, so like when you and I were out on Tuesday and we caught those fish, they were both stud fish. Mm-hmm. Like they were stud by lake standard fish in the river about as far away from the lake as you can catch, as you can catch them, mm-hmm. you know? So do they live there or are those lake fish? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. If, why, if those are lake fish, why the fuck would they be there now? You know? They're not. They're not in there, like migrating yeah. around, following bait, and this is just where they end. It. No, like this is. They live in that zone. I. I, I don't know how many live in there, but there's always fish there every year. Some years there's a lot. Some years, and they're not as big. This year, um, we only combed it what twice. I think so. Yeah, and one we fish dropped per time. Yeah, and dropped one. So I mean, we got good ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sh- best of the day, bro. short drifts. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know in those. So where we also went and explored a really shallow place, mm-hmm. you and I, and we found lots of fish in there. Not, not, not too many tanks, but you know, oh, fun yeah, ones.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, we saw some bigger ones, but yeah, yeah, any of the ones they wanted to, uh, you know, but it
0: makes me water. wonder, do, like, I'd never poke around in that area in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. Mainly because it's the river and it gets crowded, and so I just don't like going in the river in the summertime. Like I really don't like fishing the river until after Labor Day, which is tomorrow. Yeah, it is difficult with all the boat traffic and jet skis Weeds and everything. Too, Weeds too, yeah, especially.
1: Yeah. So, and that's not because... that wasn't as big of an issue. No, we because we of out, where
0: but... we fished. Yeah. yeah, focused on deep, deeper stuff. Yeah, but my general kind of sentiment there is. Mm-hmm. I think the general pattern is right, where in the summertime, the fish get more rock-oriented because there's lots of gobies and lots of crayfish moving around on rocks. And the colder that it gets, the gobies and the crayfish just don't move around as much. They're harder to get. And fish, some fish will stay there and hunt and eat those. Like They live on the, that pile and won't drift from it. Mm-hmm. others will get bored of it or for whatever reason feel as if there's not enough food there for them and they'll move and they'll move out into gravel and sand uh, gravel and sand flats because there's certainly during certain periods the spring and the fall in particular the flats the deeper water the sandier areas will schools of fish will gather on them and like really big concentrations of them they're doing it They have to be doing it to eat bait because they can see it and bait passes through and it's just a great ambush point. It's Mm -hmm. not too deep. It's just a harmless bottom and it's a good zone. I think they just waste. And I think some fish stay and live out there no matter what. And that's their whole pattern. That's what they do. And they, and then at some point in the year they're joined by fish that decided to go to rocks, you know, but I don't think it's that far. I don't think we're talking about huge distances here, and, and uh, I think that that's the the general pattern of of life for them. So um, I'll have to
1: I'll have to look at the the smallmouth book I have when I get home.
0: So I don't know that it was on Lake Erie
1: specifically, but it was just a general study of smallmouth, and I'll have to look at like what the average range was that w that they travel, in, you know. Because that is interesting. I mean, to to think like hey, those could be fish from the lake, but, yeah, there has to be, like, obviously a reason for them to yeah, be if, there. If like, this they're was not this, just – I the, wouldn't think they're just, like, this is – you know, there's a reason. I don't think they're just casually ending up there and just being like, oh, you know. Yeah,
0: I think if, if this was the spring, I think it would be reasonable mm-hmm. to make the claim that uh, those are lake fish. Because of all the bait. And... Because, dude, like, there, there are other spots in the river that hold fish in the spring that just don't have them at all um in the summer mm-hmm. or fall so you know I, I, there I, there's certainly some number of fish that come into the river to spawn but i don't know how many you know especially when you catch fish the, the size of the ones that we just caught like yeah. how many more if you were to like really kind of dial that zone in how many could you mm-hmm. you think you could pull out of it you know you'd have to just comb through it and, and figure it out but yeah for sure so i think my general sentiment is You can find bass just about anywhere. Yeah. Um, You know, and they're, once you find them, there's going to be more, you know. But you could go just about anywhere, pick a spot and comb it for a little bit, and you're going to cross one. Yeah, find the right presentation for that area. Right. And you're going to be golden. I'm talking about, like, well, for Lake Erie.
1: Oh, Uh, I got you. For our neck
0: of the woods. Like, speaking to people that are listening to this and may go out and try to Mm -hmm. to, or or, are attempting to target smallmouth. Now, like Mm -hmm. I just think you can find them just about anywhere. But the general pattern is rock summer, but that's going to start to transition Mm -hmm. for sure. You know, which is, you know, one of the things that I I was thinking about getting deep on today is just what our preparation is, what's going to change and tactics. So like, you know, throwing it back at you, like as you're thinking about the fall. What uh, presentations are you thinking about with tackle? Like, what are you what are you prepping to get ready there?
1: So honestly, this this year is going to be especially simple um, on the bass front. It's just it's been you know, I'll mix in the neds still, but it's really been hard to not use the drop shot. It's just right. all, almost all year round. Like earlier in the spring, of course, like you know, your swim baits and your neds and everything, they have their time and they shine, but from there on, even throughout then you can still use the drop shot. Um but the only the only thing is, you know, that's just going to obviously be the bass side of things this fall. I do have plans to start getting back into steelhead and everything uh as well, but the blade bait
0: might well, you could get drop shot for
1: steelhead too oh for sure for sure yeah uh the blade bait might get mixed in as well uh, now and again but it's 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 really hard to beat the drop shot you know trying to cover water and like as you know happened with us uh late fall last year it's like once you get into that zone and you figure out that drift that you need to be on you you're golden and it's just right. It, and you know, you, we did that with the live bait versus the drop shot and, you know, the catch rates were almost neck and neck. You caught a few more that day, like maybe five more, but you know, when we were catching that many numbers, yeah, it was, you know, not, not that crazy far off. Um And then a, as you mentioned earlier, like a, a moving bait is also going to start playing again because there are going to be some bigger ones moving up shallow. Uh, so like a single swim bait or that hair jig, that's going to be something that I'm going to be using more of as well. Cause it's hard in the, you know, in the middle of summer to even run a bait, especially in the river, run a, a, a presentation like that, because you might get only one good cast out of every 10 or something because of the grass and everything like that. Uh, so that'll be that'll be another big change for me is starting to incorporate a moving bait again, a crankbait of course, once we get colder, you know, like I don't know 65 south probably of that um the crankbait will start start getting worked into the arsenal as well. And as as we know that will catch everything that we, that we want to want to target in the fall as oh, well, steel yeah. steelhead to salmon and everything. So yeah, that will be that'll be the big change. So working in a little more power fishing, but yet again, it's hard to you got to have the drop shot. It's just hard to beat. Yeah, man. How about you? Yeah. It's... I know I know you've got some bigger changes because of the the system that you run for uh well, actually uh the, what's the salmon word for you this year? How are you Yeah, are I mean, I'm I'm going to spend feelings?
0: uh so I'm Like, I, I, as you know, I already have, I have everything that I need always in the boat, except Mm -hmm. for the downriggers. So, um, I'm actually in the process now, like in preparation for the fall and, and like being, getting after it every day. Like I, I'm recycling my, uh, drop shot rods, uh, going, upgrading a little bit, getting a little bit lighter. Um, so those will be ready to go here in the next couple of days. And then uh yeah, all my King Salmon tackle for casting crankbaits for kings mm-hmm. is that's already on hand. And I have uh all my orders for my uh my float fishing setups because I'll I'll do some uh float fishing stuff in the tributaries uh from the boat, you know, like uh Lake Ontario tributaries from the boat. Gotcha. I'll do I'll do some float fishing stuff for Kings here before long. Cause I mean, the the Kings are, I mean, there's Kings in tributaries already, you know, like mm-hmm. further East of here, like they'll, they're staging out front getting crazy already, you know, like, so I'm ready to cast crankbaits to them. I'm just not ready to fish skein to them yet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, but I, I will be in the next couple of days. So I'm not, I'm not real worried about that. Um, Yeah. Otherwise man, like, The boat's ready. She's, uh, she's rested. So I'm just, as far as like the, the tackle goes, this is the time of year where, uh, I prefer using, uh, big live baits for a while. Like I'll, until we get like into November, once we get into November and the, the waters, like, you know, Mid fifties or so, mm-hmm. um, then I'm cool with just going exclusively artificial at that point. But, um, but I'll I you know if if there's emerald shiners around, I'll get some and I'll I'll keep some around just in case. Um, but there's something about that trigger or that that, that temperature change. Mm-hmm. But this time of year, I, I like to just feed them. I like to feed them like really big stuff. But I'll say this too, man. Uh, on a presentation and technique just an observation that I totally glanced past. So I get my bait from uh, my right now. The only bait I'm using is crayfish. So, um, and I get that from uh captain Bob's there right in the Harbor uh, at the Buffalo safe Harbor, that tackle shop there. So, in the last few batches that i bought are like these really tiny like one you saw them like little Mm -hmm. like one inch size crayfish tiny ones and uh if you see that in a bait if you see crayfish that small in a bait shop buy as many of them as you can you know like people think that oh it's just this tiny bait like that's ridiculous it's only going to catch tiny fish look Say this, like if you've read any of my fishing reports over the past couple of weeks, I mean you tell me, like they're they're not tiny. And they're like the big ones, especially, like the biggest fish will without any hesitation just eat that little potato chip like yeah, it's, it's, less, and it's
1: Yeah, it's less effort than a bigger crayfish. Yeah, it like was, it yeah. like
0: people will but that's why I think a net is such an effective bait, because yeah. it's just not a big commitment. Mm-hmm. I I giants Will just like, dude. I've caught, I don't even know how many muskies on Mm nets. You know, like you know, like I I don't like I don't know, dude. Like double digit range muskies on nets, like bycatch while fishing for smallmouth. If it's just a small thing that's easy for them to eat, they'll eat it. And they if it's coming by their face, they're not gonna like avoid it. Right. There's no hesitation to it at all. And the bite is so there's there's two potential downfalls and if you mitigate this you're okay uh downfall one is that small bait uh, will get chewed up by gobies like Mm. you know so you gotta Mm. just pull it out of the rocks a little bit uh the second thing is the bite will oftentimes be very difficult to detect because it's so small they're not hammering it and turning right away that's true you know so they're just kind of sipping it and you're carrying a little Mm -hmm. bit of extra weight Mm -hmm. so but dude like this past week um it was wednesday yeah it was wednesday we had the uh what turned what ended up turning into a small craft advisory overnight yeah i was out i fished that day in three to five foot waves with dudes who they fished me before uh, lots of times they've been fishing me since my first year but they've never gone out on Erie with me. They've only mm. done like lower Niagara and Lake Ontario stuff with okay. me. They've done lots of lower Niagara and lots of Lake Ontario trips with me. We've never done like a crazy Erie session. I'm like, man, you just got to try it once, man. I'm telling you, it's fucking, it's awesome. Especially if we got big waves. What well, was like three to fives are, I mean, th- those, those are big, dude. Mm-hmm. And, and it like if you uh, they're safe, as long as you have the right craft, you take your time, you don't go fast, and you just, you you know, and, you're, and you you kind of keep your head in a swivel, and yeah. three points of contact, nobody's standing up, um, you know, and you got to do it with the right people, like, you know, everything's got to be right, and everything was right, and so we went out, and we fucking annihilated, dude, it was crazy how good it was, it was crazy how good it was, I mean... Is this, uh, that no, or, they're, no. They're, I didn't really take many pictures, dude, because, yeah. uh, because the waves were too big. Yeah. The, I mean, they, these are, these are a couple from the, the these aren't any dry, giants yeah. though. They're just, they're just like, dude, there were, I, I, we couldn't really take photos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, like, cause, because I'm trying to pay attention to control the boat yeah, and like sure. keep everything baited and like. The way, but I, you know, I managed to snap a couple just for posterity. But, dude, I mean, like, there was, it was, it was just crazy how good it was all on these little tiny things. And they weren't like, like, they just, I mean, there was no hesitation at all. Like, you'd just be, boom! Like, because in those big waves, like, they're just coming up and sucking stuff and turning back down like a fish in a creek, you know? So, it's oh god those waves. i mean it's it's but that's the other thing to be thinking about when we get into the fall waves, there yeah. there's like wave days are the yeah, thing yeah you know and uh it's going to be more common than not right yeah. and i'm i'm I, I say this with some trepidation but like look man you got to know what you're doing to go out there like you definitely got to know what you're doing um yeah. and you have to be it's no joke. super calm and collected and cannot be intimidated by it. Um and then you gotta be good at, at controlling the boat and you gotta be good at multitasking and you got like Read but, top of the water and everything. But I'm telling you, if you can figure that out, um which is hard, but if you can, it is an absolute adventure and it's the most, like when I see it and I know that, that like mm-hmm. there's a day like that coming and I got the right people. Yeah. Um, it's just like, look, it's time to strap in, boys. You yeah. know, like we're some, you some know, the bids days. come back out, yeah. you know, like yep. it's yep. just like, look, we're gonna get wet and we're gonna plow through some shit, but I yep. I've never gone out there and not just had like throw three quarter ounce weights, JD yeah. O'Lurico, mm-hmm. of course. Three quarter Gosh. ounce weights. A white mister twister? No, no. Crayfish, dude. Those oh. little tiny crayfish. You're saying now, okay? Yeah, I no. Talking later, and then later, without no. So later, I will use yes, like tiny baits, like even a TRD. Yeah. Um, but or a drop shot and a three quarter ounce weight. Yep. But when you when now I would I will keep using crayfish as long as crayfish are available, but crayfish start to. Become scarce in the bait shops by like the end of this month, the okay. end of September, you know? Right. Like sometimes they'll still be around deep into October, but not all that often. Mm. What you end up start being able to get a hold of then is our fish, you know? So I use uh, juvenile white suckers, but the thing is, is that if you're gonna go out on a wavy day, you don't wanna use like mega baits because the fish have a hard time as it is to like acquiring the target. Yeah. Right. So they're going to blast it. But if it's a big bait, like, so you're going to get hits, man. Like Mm. you're definitely going to get eats, but like only the biggest fish are going to get it. Like they're, I mean, and they got to hit it right too. You know, like you're just, you're dramatically reducing your chances, not just of catching a bit because you're not reducing your chances of, of catching a big fish you're definitely increasing your chances of catching a big fish, but you're decreasing your chances of catching a big fish in general because it can still miss it. Right? Like if you were, if you had like a really calm day out and you wanted to catch a giant, then put a big bait on and just slow pull yourself through a zone where you think there's a big one. But it's kind of like during, uh, like huge mayfly hatches or caddis hatches or whatever, or spinner falls, when even the largest trout are going to eat these tiny-ass mm-hmm. bugs because there's just a soup of them around. Yeah, And so they're just like, screw it, man. Like, this is just... It's like putting a bag of potato chips yep, in front of us. Yep. You just start housing because there's just so much food there. Yep. Um. So it's not that they won't eat a big bait, but it's like, match the hatch, man. You know, mm-hmm. it like... Because it, it, if you do... You're going to get everything that's in that zone, you For know, sure. and, uh, and, and just uh, like that. That's what rarely are there when when it's huge out. You don't catch as many giants. You'll still catch big ones. Don't get me wrong, but the numbers will be stupid. Like it's just ridiculous numbers of fish you let you catch and they, they just go nuts out there. And that because that's just going to keep happening with the fall. Mm. So the the other thing to consider with that, and I I just glanced over the J D Olurco shout out, but like you need to understand that like what you're used to fishing in over the summertime and the weights that you use, yeah, they're not going to be applicable yeah. for fishing one to threes, two to fours, three to, three to fives. Up. Yeah, you know, like it's worth having stouter rods so you can fish bigger weights. Yeah, one ounces and yeah, so I, I'll I'll fish three quarter like in, in that three to fives I was fishing routinely like thir- fifteen to thirty feet of water. And uh I three quarter ounce was was enough. Mm-hmm. It was good. In that thirty foot zone you kinda had to stretch a little bit long there. Yeah. But if you have three, qu- and this is you know all JDO lureco, of course, all you really need is quarters, halves, three quarters, and ones. You know th- agree, that's for that, that. that's for lake fishing. And then if you're fishing the lower Niagara, uh, one and three quarters, uh, you need because you're fishing vertical and, and fast-ass current, so you need to beat the current there. But uh, that's it. Now, now if you do bottom bouncing, that's a, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, but we're yeah. talking about rod and hand fishing uh you know in Lake Erie. Same thing goes for walleyes. Like if you're fishing one to threes and above, Mm -hmm. you don't need to troll anymore at that point. Now you you can troll if you want. Like if you want to run six rods. Yeah but you're getting a good six rods plus. But you're getting at at one to threes and bigger you're you're getting a solid push like a real Mm -hmm. solid push. So you can just drift.
1: Yeah.
0: And, uh, you know, use smile blades out there or, if you want to, like, small Colorados and just drift with those. And the walleyes will get them. The bass will get them, too. Mm. You know, just, like, just change your baits up. Because that's the other thing to think about with the fall, too, is that, like, perch, walleyes, and bass are all going to start, like, hanging out real close to each other. that's very true. Yeah. You know, so... Use, like, a general purpose bait. Like, let's say that you're you're drifting out there. If you have a rod holder in your boat, um, just cast a bait out that, can, that you can drag and not have to put any work into at all. Like, live bait's great for it. Um, just cast that out, throw it in the rod holder, and let it drag. And uh, if you want to get a walleye, then put a smile blade on with a slow death hook and a couple of beads and just let that shit drag. Things are going to eat it, you know. The same things are, you know, you're going to have big bass eat it. You'll have small or, or a drum eat it, and you'll have walleyes eat it. And you don't even have to set the hook; just let it get, let it get smacked, and you'll be good. So,
1: yeah. The one thing I, I want to mention as well on uh, back to the the techniques and everything for this last week. On Erie, the second biggest one, uh, I, was t- I was telling you this. I think I dropped something off, and I was telling you. Or, oh, no, it was on Tuesday, obviously. I uh, I was joking around with him. I'm like, you know, sometimes the, the, the biggest fish, or sometimes I'll just catch a fish. Like, I'll just cast, I'll take a leak, and I'll come back, and there's a fish on my rod. And without a doubt, I cast the net out there, and I said it. Took a leak, came back, and there was a bass on it. It was, you know, four and a half, second biggest of the day. <laughs> uh so that was that was fun. But uh what I was also going to say was on the river, you used live bait and I used uh artificial on the on the drop shot. Very simple. well, you actually were drop shot in straight up live bait at one point, the right? One you weren't right. three way, but uh there, there there definitely seemed to be uh a leaning towards the drop shot bait in those zones that we fished. Would you agree or no? No. No.
0: Well, I mean, at we, the we, end there, we man, did one. And... We did one drift though. So with the, the we only did one drift at the end there. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We yeah. did one, or maybe maybe two. All right,
1: true. but there well, were like a handful.
0: Good... They're all like the handful, like these small fish in oh, that. Oh, for so. sure, for sure. And I was there, the a week a week prior, dragging crayfish through there and getting like four per drift. So I, you know, we'd have to spend a whole day yeah, comparing that's it. That's true.
1: But I, I can
0: promise you, if we spend a whole day comparing it, I don't know about in the river, but on the lake, mm-hmm. I can promise you, it'll be. It would be a a very very stilted ratio, um, but like uh, so, we ran the experiment. We did. Yeah. R- I ran the experiment with those clients on Wednesday. Yeah. So, um, my you know, this guy Steve, who I mean, he's more like a friend now. I've known him so so freaking long. He uh, we were we were annihilating. So he's like, uh, and I had a that uh, I had a drop shot out just messing around. But they just kept catching fish, so I would never have the opportunity yeah. to fish it. And then uh, at one point, uh, Steve, he got snagged on something. And so I went to to retie his rig, and he's like, I'll, I'll, he's like, dude, I'll just fish this drop shot. And so we started fishing it. And he was catching fish, but, like, nowhere close, yeah. dude. Like, no, it wasn't even remotely close. Like, Alex in the bow was just pounding, like, over and over and over. Like, Steve would go on, like he'd have like a little, like a, like a a flurry where like he, he might get a couple and then out where Alex didn't get any. And then, but then it would just go right back. I mean, there were, there were certain, there were certainly some anomalies. So I'm not saying that, uh, you can't use drop shots. We proved that you can. Mm -hmm. We're, we're, but if I was going to drag, uh, like drag through the river all day, like deep channels and stuff through the river all day. I, that that wouldn't be what I would do by any means. Mm-hmm. Now in the uh, the shallow areas, um, you know that we were fishing. Like you have to use some sort of artificial bait. There's no way to yeah. you can't drag a three way. Th- you you could, but you it would be. You'd have to use a really lightweight, yeah. And you get there's a lot of weeds in there too, so you'd get you'd get weeded out a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I've tried it before, and you'll catch fish, but you get weeded out a lot in there. It's like you're just way better off. Like spots like those spots take skill to fish. You know, and you just need the right the right people. It's like you know, playing different types of golf courses or whatever. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. you know, you can go out in Erie. It takes i don't you could say whatever you want man it doesn't take any skill to go out in eerie with a drop shot and catch fish like you're just you find the fish and you put the bait in front of them and you jerk it a couple times the skill i guess is selecting the right profile and maybe the the right uh if it's if you're using power bait at but then even with power baits it's like dude at that point like why don't you just use the real thing i don't i don't even understand it anymore but like we're taking it to a whole other level to try to trick something, and it's like, okay, well, it's a primitive creature. It doesn't, it's, it's all, it's, it's it doesn't require a lot of tricking, man. But like, just, just f- figure out the patterns that work best to catch it, I guess. But I don't know that that's that's where my head goes. But it doesn't take a lot of skill, is what I'm saying on Erie. Yeah, for sure. What, what takes skill on Erie is knowing where the biggest ones are and knowing where the numbers are. Like that's what takes skill. Yeah. Because those fish are reef fish, man. They're like, you know, so far away from you. Like, you know, when you're catching them, 25 to 30 feet down, 40, 50, some, sometimes 50 feet down, which gets crazy. Like, they don't know. They don't know you. They don't. They don't see humans. Yeah, like until they yeah. get caught, no you're doubt. just you're way you're way away from them, and they're just down there chowing down all day long on crayfish and gobies, man but it's also like if you if you think
1: about it in respect to the length of the boat you're actually also not that far away from them you know like your boat's what 20 21 and
0: you know if you're fishing 40 foot that's just two of your boat deep like yeah but your, your you boat's know? only drafting like a couple of inches though <laughs> So you're, I mean, the length of your boat doesn't mean anything. It's well, that, no, I'm
1: saying like in, in regard like your uh, like that in the in the you know depth of water wise, forty foot's not like a huge that's a couple crazy boat lengths? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I, what I was getting. I get about, it. Yeah.
0: yeah, but the the distance, I don't know the the uh, there's really not too many things that you can do when you're fishing when you're dragging something over a reef. You can like either drag it over a reef or you can find something specifically like you're playing a video game and drop that thing in front of it. Mm -hmm. You know, like those are your two options. You can comb or you can use a uh, high tech uh, or you can use technology to find an individual fish and then fish to it. Um, but you just drop something in front of it and are jerking it up and down. There's a lot of surprise with that as well. Yeah,
1: like when, uh, when I, I do, do, like, I, that I do there. like
0: the surprise aspect yeah. of it. But, I mean, you get what I'm saying, though. Yeah. It's like the, the, the river fishing um, requires a certain skill level in, in, in certain areas, right? So you, there's certain parts of the river, both upper and lower, Mm-hmm where I could just turn the boat sideways, cast out live bait, and drag it, and Mm -hmm. catch the hell out of fish. There's lots of zones that are like that. But there are almost as many zones, maybe even more if I really think about it, that I can't do that in. You know, like you need guys with skill that can kind of pick water apart and if you do that in those areas, you're going to catch the hell out of fish mm-hmm. and, and some tanks too. But, and that's only like in the fall, like you, or in the, the spring too, to some extent, but the spring, yeah. you're not dealing with weeds and stuff, man. Like mm-hmm. the spring, you can For get sure. away with, yeah. with way more,
1: Yeah,
0: you know, the the, the fall, you gotta, your weight's gotta be right. You have to time your descents way, mm-hmm. you know, better than in the spring. Like, You know, all there's just your presentation's got to be a lot tighter when river fishing in the fall due to mainly because of weeds, you know, and they're going to be in some some real shallow tight areas sometimes and you got to be able to pick it apart without letting your bait sink to the bottom and get caught on snags and shit like that. Yeah, so like, overall, like, the,
1: the crankbait, I'm guessing that's got to be, like, the easiest with all the all the clients across the board just because it's... Yeah, but if I have three
0: people, you can't fish crankbaits. That's true. That's and true. even so, like, just be, like, a crankbait isn't necessarily easy to fish. Like, you'd be surprised how... Uh, few people can like bomb out a long cast mm, true. and then make yeah. a transition to point the rod tip down, crank it, you know, vary your paces, times, vary yeah. your retrieves. Like you can explain that to people and have them work for it. But then again, like I, in if I, if, if I have a client that's going to fish with me for an extended period of time and wants to learn a bunch of different mm-hmm. stuff, Okay, then baby steps. Yeah, for sure. Let's drag bait and and bend some rods so you can at least understand the pattern here. Yeah. And then spend part of the day doing uh, fishing bait and then part of the day doing technical stuff. Yeah. And uh, not that dragging bait isn't technical. You got to have the right rod, right Mm -hmm. weight, right setup, right hooks, Mm -hmm. like full presentation, full spread. Like there's just different mechanics involved. But... On the personal, on the individual level, if you're casting and retrieving baits, you have a whole element of timing and accuracy in casting and distance. True. Um, So, you you know, there's there's some extra skills required to do that. Mm -hmm. And do you want to burn your day learning those skills or do you want to catch fish all day? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's...
1: Yeah, that's the options, yeah.
0: No, that's... You got to ask people because... You can cast crankbaits all day, man. You're going to catch a fraction. Unless we're talking about, you know, in the two people that one person that doesn't, two people that don't know how to fish. Mm -hmm. If I drag bait versus have guys cast crankbaits without a doubt, the person, the people dragging bait are going to catch more yeah. than the person catching crankbaits. If I don't it's care. It's going to take time
1: to get used to that crankbait. Yeah. Like I don't care what time of year simple. it is. Yeah,
0: I, I, Like even in, even in the spring when the crankbait bite is just straight fire, mm-hmm. it's, that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the, there will be a learning curve. So, but you know, the, the, you know and the, uh, the other thing, too, just to kind of close everything out in the fall is that like the the thing that I like most about what's about to happen, like after tomorrow mm-hmm. is people are going to start putting their boats away, the weather's going to start getting cold, there's going to be a lot more wind, mm-hmm. and there will just generally be less people out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So with that being the case, if you're trying to learn some new stuff. Or uh, get good at certain things you're not going to have the amount of pressure that you would have in the spring so if you want to learn to power fish you can power fish in the fall you're not going to catch as many as you would in the spring but you're still going to pound like you're going to do well you know uh if if you want to learn any new tactics like between fishing drop shots or fishing nuds or fishing swim baits or whatever like you can do it all in the fall. Yeah, man. it's coming up. That that, yeah, that know, time is coming. So I, I'd encourage everybody else also that's listening to this, like, pick a new uh, technique, even, or to try to add to the arsenal. Um, and because, it, like, not not to further complicate your life, just to understand that, like, um, there's another way of doing it, mm-hmm. and there are going to be days where one works better than the other. You know, and it's rare, rarely is there a requirement to have four, five, six, seven skill sets to try to peel something apart. A handful are, are nice, mm-hmm. and adding that to the repertoire are great. You know, and like, like even what I do is I'll just get obsessed with something for a particular year. There was one year that I, all I did was fish swim baits, another year, all I did, or another bunch of years, all I did was fish neds, yep. another year, you know, two years, just white Mr. Twisters, quarter ounce mm-hmm. or half ounce. You know, like you can just pick these different baits and figure out how to play with them. That the nice thing about it, that's just tough to do in the summertime. Yeah, but now you're at the doorstep and you're we're about to walk into uh, a great time of year to experiment with a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, and, it's a
1: great great time to learn like all the areas as well, and like you know the you know a great time to learn the pattern of the of the fish as well and uh, dial it in and in different areas as well because in the fall when you generally when you're getting into a good bite you can usually pattern that fairly easily into into several other areas and right. you know you're you can expand from there so
0: yeah because yeah. let's not hope we have this fall what well, we had this past spring where there's like a ridiculous amount of angler pressure and yeah if, but if there is just remember this that spread out let's learn our lessons from the spring yeah. Spread out, there's fish to be caught everywhere. And uh buy a Canadian license too. So let's invade Spread their out even invade their water. Cause they're gonna invade ours. On the yeah, lower. That's
1: very true. But, I mean and on Erie in general, as they mm-hmm.
0: creeping over for tournaments and stuff, yeah. yeah. But cool. Well, that,
1: that's the pattern. Yeah.
0: Good getting back after it, man. Yeah, for sure. sure we'll uh have to get out one more time before the the busy season gets yeah, cranking so I doubt about that but, all right well tight lines everyone and uh we'll catch you next week see you